Okay, mamas, ladies. After having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort. And it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra. And it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows, skims.com. It's been so fun to have you guys here we've known each other what for like six weeks maybe yeah mm-hmm. but immediately i mean joey's joey walks in the room you're like okay i can I, hang with this guy i'm not gonna lie if you show up for a sauna session <laughs> it says a lot about you <laughs> yeah. and i have kind of learned whoever partakes is part of the crew so i was impressed she my wife the other day andrew and i i was when we talked the other day you were on speaker my wife could hear in the room over and we're just <clears throat> immediately just you know making fun of each other and back mm-hmm. and forth and i hung up and i said to my wife i was like you know how i kind of have a type and she goes yeah i go it's just you know oh, when geez. you can immediately start making fun of that's that is my criteria when <clears throat> you can immediately start making fun of the other person that's 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 my type that's great jo- yeah we may talk about this a little bit but joey and i were friends but we weren't, we weren't best friends. But he was the first guy I called when, when I had this idea. Because I knew he had that magnetic yeah. personality. And I knew he would light up a room and connect it. And, and it was just a good, you know, he's, yeah. he's a lot taller than I am, long hair. And I'm height challenged with no hair. And well, just made for a good combo. Yeah, it was just, Heath, Heath, is, Heath has this, like, again, we say, like, when he had this idea, when we went to lunch, I still, I still don't think he was asking me to be part of it. Like, I just wanted, and I was just like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." And it's like, "Oh, I, I don't, I didn't ask that." But he has just, I just like want a, some feedback. I just, yeah, he just has a very easy way of like anything. Like Heath says, like you believe, you're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I, I believe that. I'm, I'm on board with that." And I'm, a, I'm emotionally just up and down. Heath, <laughs> Heath was gone with his family for three weeks in Australia last month, and about ten days in, I was just being grumpy. I was just. And my wife was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. I'm just down. And she goes, I know. Heath's gone. <laughs> and it was. I was like, that's why. I'm yeah. just sad. Dang. Oh. Well, here's what I, I, I love. And it's been kind of a challenge that I've assumed recently where uh, I really believe that every person is placed here for a purpose mm. and for a reason oh. at this time. Mm. And I think that... When you remove some of these layers or hurdles or obstacles, 
whether that be like uh, insecurities or self doubt or whatever restraints, um, including distraction, yeah. and you dial in on intentionality and give the person or a family or a relationship space to grow mm. and to blossom beautiful things can happen so like you know you saw this potential in joey like man if i could give him space to do what he does yeah. and and be in a room with other people like he's magnetic he can he can make plays he can connect and share this mission right uh which is what i love about what you've built mm -hmm. with aro the tagline of the company is the intentionality company is that right yeah the intentionality company. We got a bunch uh, of taglines. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, okay. that's our current favorite. But yeah, yeah. Intentionality it's company. great. I want to start with the product because I think that's going to be the most novel thing, one of the most novel things about the conversation, and then almost backlog and fill in the issue for mm -hmm. for why this is so necessary. Because I think maybe some people are familiar with the statistics, but um, here in front of us, if you're watching on YouTube, is a beautiful the looking box. box. What do we have? Like Egyptian bamboo <laughs> yeah. here with yeah. like maybe like a, a thousand thread silk cotton yeah, surrounding right. this. We, we like to say it's wife approved. I, oh. Wife approved. It is, it is wife approved. It, I mean, I saw it on sure your, your counter. That yeah. must mean that I have a feeling that you've tried to put a lot of ugly things out in the house and Sean vetoes a bunch of them. <laughs> Always. <Is that> right? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. No, but, it is very aesthetically ple like pleasing. I was impressed. Well, thank you. It looks like a speaker, yeah. I think. But what does this box represent beyond just looking good? What does it do? Mm. Well, let me start with a story, actually. So a lot of what's in this business has been a result of my personal failures, Joey's personal failures as, as husbands, as men, as fathers. And one day I kind of woke up, and, and I, you know, my kids now are a bit older, about to go off to college, and they were middle school at the time, and I thought, gosh, if they do what I've done with my device, this mm -hmm. is going to be a train wreck. Mm -hmm. So that led me down the path of, all right, how can we actually solve this? We can try to be more disciplined. Sure, we can put our phone down, but that had not worked for me anyway. Um, so then I thought, all right, well, there's got to be something. We, there's got to be some technology someone's developed. So I started looking at apps that were created. And I, I just realized pretty quickly that you can't build a solution inside of you know, the problem itself. Um, so I thought there's gotta be a place, like we have a place for everything else in our lives, right? We know where to put our car, our silverware, our clothes, but we don't know where to put our phones. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we pop it in our back pocket or we lay it on the table and science is caught up with the science says, Hey, if that phone is within, you know, a distance where you can see it and it's not out of sight, you're going to use it. And if you don't use it, you're going to be thinking about using it. It actually equates, they actually say it equates to usage when your phone is out because you're anticipating something on there. So you're actually using it even when it's just in front of you. Yeah. The mental, the distraction is yeah. there. You're interacting with yeah. it. Yeah. So I took, where this started actually, I took a shampoo box, which if you're watching on YouTube, I have no hair. So it's my wife's <laughs> shampoo box. Uh, I cut a hole in the back. I pulled some cords through and I thought, I just want to see if a visual cue that sits mm -hmm. on our counter would become the place we put our phones. And it did. But there was no reward. There was no way to, to create the habit loop, as we call it. Um, I was going to write down what I did you know, with a little journal mm -hmm. beside it. And I did that for maybe two sessions before that was too much friction. So I thought, okay, there is something to a place. It needs to be a prettier place. It can't be a box. So then we created this, what I call a, like a cigar box. We put a little Bluetooth beacon in the bottom. We built an app, and we started testing that with families. And we learned a couple things. One is 
having a visual cue matters, like walking in the door and seeing something that says, ah, that's the place where I need to put my phone so I can be intentional or do the things that are most important. And the second was we would ask people, say, how do you feel? How do you feel after you take a break? How do you feel mm-hmm. after you have a family meal without your phones? How do you feel when your kids go to bed without their phone? How do you feel when you go to bed mm-hmm. without your phone? And they all said the same thing. I'm so proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Which at the time was like, wow, how embarrassing that we just put our phone down with we feel pride. But honestly, that's a very yeah. incredible motivator to feel proud of your actions. So that was kind of our aha moment to say like, hey, let's let's pursue this. Now, at that point, we knew it had to be beautiful, right? So we started to work with designers and said like, this has to fit into home decor because it needs to be out in the open. It needs to be you know, present, but also, you know, fade away in a way so that it can become part of a family's routine and ritual. So your original question, it kind of becomes the symbol of your family's values. Yeah. Like we aspire to Mm. put our phones down when it matters. And anyone, you know, we can all define sacred times and sacred places. For us, it's family dinner. For us, it's kind of a morning routine. For us, it may be an extended period on a weekend. It's not all that. We're pro phone. We love phones. I'm, I'm keeping my phone, but... But there are times when it just doesn't make sense to have it you know, within arm's reach. I think the other thing, and it represents even beyond, hey, we put our phones down. What it represents is what we hear from people, from, from members of RO. They just say we are present. That mm-hmm. represents we're a present family. And whether that's actually true or not, you become more like the person that you that you identify yourself as. Mm-hmm. And so if you say we are present, well, you become more like a present person when you identify yourself that way. And this this thing sitting out there reminding you all the time it's a really powerful motivator, and yes, it does. The habit loop begins with the visual cue, like Heath said, and so it will remind you to put your phone down, but even more, even if you're not using it, just says we're present. We've mm. invested in this for our family, and we're together. This is what's important to us. Mm. So it is It is a box. It does have charging cords in there. Uh, so you know, people talk about how you shouldn't have your phones with you in bed. Yeah. It's, a, it's an intimate time, like when you're married and with kids, it's Sean and I's only time together alone in yeah. any and by intimacy we did this whole episode on intimacy it's like the goal there is just to foster connection like mm-hmm. whatever that looks like you know in yeah. whatever relationship have a conversation where you're not looking at your phone yeah right yeah um, and needless to say all like the physiological like don't look at the blue screen and all those yeah, things yeah. um it does cost money and you alluded to it but the RO box in our household has served three purposes one is the visual cue that heath discussed where it's like sitting on your countertop and it's like oh yeah i'm gonna put my phone up for a half hour 15 minutes and let me just go be with drew or jet or go play with hot wheels with whatever it is visual cue um it's also because it costs money this is a kind of a new concept to me but like your where you invest your resources time and money Mm -hmm. the the like the habits follow that right it's like hey i'm gonna spend an hour a week on fantasy football it's like your your love and passion for that will follow it's like you know to know is to love and like to invest is to love and so the investment has been a reminder that this means something to us and let's use it what does it mean to us it's like okay the phone is not my priority when i'm on my deathbed it's not going to be man, I wish I scrolled Instagram a couple more times or liked a couple more pictures. It's going to be, gosh, I'm really glad I spent quality time with my family, yeah. right? Um, the irony is... Th- <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I have all my the, notes. The third thing is, I was telling you a story last night, we had a friend over 
who was taking a call during dinner and Aro has been a middleman for us to be mm. like, hey man, we phones in the box. Yeah. Like yeah. you got and it's less because there is a moment of of discomfort or awkwardness where you're <clears> like, uh, you know, this is when the one person's in a room of six people using their phone, it throws off the whole vibe. Like yeah. group dynamics are a yeah. very yeah. fragile thing. Um, and so it's like it's an excuse to be like, sorry, you, you gotta put your phone in the yeah. box. And it's more about RO allowing you to do that than like Andrew feeling uncomfortable, like, shoot, that's that's awkward for me to ask that. Or yeah. is he how's he gonna respond? It's like, no, it's the box. Put it in there. Yeah. So that's that's my small little rant. You okay that I have my notes on my phone? <laughs> <laughs> um, no shame. No it shame. is funny though, what you were saying, Heath, earlier, all of like the the built in I don't know, handcuffs that you try to like do on your phone. I've tried to put screen time. Yeah. All of it. I've tried everything to restrict myself, but if it's on the phone, I will go around every door and Uh make sure I can get back into it. (laughs) And it's so frustrating because it is so freeing. And I remember when we were first talking about RO, our kids don't have phones yet. Mm -hmm. But I remember a family that we think very highly of and love how they like operate their life telling us they now have like kids in college, but they used to do this thing where at dinner time, all phones would go in a basket in the center of the table. And it was like a, you don't touch it, you don't think about it. And to see that you've like gamified it and made it this this intentionality is really cool. I think people are learning more and more. We had a big debate with our whole team yesterday on how distracting Mm. and how toxic Phones can be if used too much, especially with kids around. And it, it is. It's just like that. I'm sorry. Shift. That's the fourth purpose that the box serves. Is a, It's a conversation starter, too, yeah. of mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, hey, put your phone in the box. And then it's like, oh, that's interesting. I've never done that before. Or like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Or this is different. And uh, so then, then if it's like a, a friend we have in town uh, who we don't spend a lot of time with, it starts this interesting conversation that you probably otherwise wouldn't have. So yeah. anyway. You know what's been so rewarding since we launched late last year is when we built this, we thought this is tailor-made for families that look like ours. And at the time, kids are older now, but at the time they were middle schoolers, right? Mm-hmm. Right at the time where they either had a phone or about to get a phone. So you're either trying to like create some habits or instill in them some good habits. Most of the people that are buying RO are families like yours with mm-hmm. young kids. Yeah. They want to get ahead of it. They want to role model the right thing. But but more than that, they want their kids, by the time they have a device, for it to be normal yeah. to put your phone down. Mm-hmm. Now, you can force that when your kids have a phone. It just It's a lot harder to break a habit than to create a habit. Mm. So there's so much hope and opportunity. So I look, at, I look at younger families, and I'm so thankful. Like, I wish I would have had this 10 years. I actually wish one shook me by the shoulders 10 years ago. Yeah. But had I had something, or at least just had, had been aware of you know, the distraction and the impact on a family that these devices had, you guys are getting ahead of it. And that's just, yeah. that's incredible. I mean, Jet and Drew will, will grow up saying, yeah, my parents were connected. They put their phone down and, you know, when or if they get a device, like the same thing, they'll, it will naturally occur to them. Like, of course I don't take my phone into the bedroom. That's not what my parents did. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just think you're building a muscle memory. And we've learned this from some of our members that people, they will hand their phones to their kids. Actually, one of ours, our favorite is someone who has a task list for their kids who are young, probably three, four, five years old, and task list is wash your face at night, brush your teeth at night, take mommy and daddy's phone at night. 
So on their list is going and grabbing their parents' phones and putting in the in the box mm-hmm. for them, which does two things. One of them is it builds a muscle memory in them. So someday when they have a phone, they're very it's normal for them to put their phone away to create distance between them mm-hmm. and their phones. And the second thing is it makes them feel like they're worth something, mm-hmm. that they're worth they're more important than their phones. And I believe that we're conditioning our kids in many times to believe that, that, that our phones are more important than they are. Mm-hmm. Of course, we would never say that, but to a young mind, that's exactly what they would think. Of course, what other way is there to interpret it? And so when your kids are young, for anybody watching, anybody listening, if you've heard the line before, daddy, look at me, not your phone. Mm-hmm. Mommy, put your phone up. If you ever heard that, mm. our, kids are, our kids are just full truth, mm. two, three, four years old, because mm-hmm. they just know that your phone is in the way. And when we have to start really getting concerned is when they stop asking for that. Mm -hmm. Because when they stop asking for it, that means that they now believe, well, maybe the phone is more important than I am. Or maybe, you know, maybe maybe I'm not worth that. And so that foundational sense of value, they start to lose that. And so we have a cool opportunity. To Heath's point, this is pure opportunity. There's no shame in this at all. It's the greatest opportunity any of us have as parents is to put, do the simple act of putting our phones down. Because if you want to invest in your kids, this is the best thing you can do is Dang. teach them how to manage their relationship with their phones. One other thing I'll add on this, and I don't know if we mentioned it enough, is the real secret is not just putting it away. The real secret is the gamification on the, the phone connects to the, the app connects to the box right when you put it in there and starts tracking your time away. So you can start gamifying the experience. You mentioned mm-hmm. that, Sean gamifying the experience of being away from your phone, tagging what you did like a fitness app after you had a 50 minute session, we had family dinner. So it's fun to look at mine and see here's how much time I've had in morning devotions this year. Here's how much time family time I've had. Here's how much time my son Harrison and I have watched stranger things together this year, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, that yes, is involving a screen, but it's really a shared connection time between him and me. And it's enabled by putting that phone away. Mm. When my daughter was 10, I'd been using RO for just a, probably about six months. We'd been beta testing at yeah. that time. We finished a movie and she turns towards me. And she goes, Daddy, did you know that's the first time mm. we've watched a movie and you haven't had your phone? Mm. Bro, I mean, that. So our kids, they notice mm-hmm. when we're there, they notice when we're not there. And I think that each one of those is equally impactful. Mm-hmm. So it's a hopeful message they're going to notice when you're fully present with them. And that feels really good. And because that felt so good, you better believe the next time we watched a movie, I did it again. I probably made a big deal out of it too. (laughs) Hey, Gianna, I put my phone up so we can watch this movie. That means a lot to them. I watched yesterday. I watched Drew. You said, hey, Drew, do you want to go on a date? And she, your three-year-old, she's jumping up and down saying, Mm -hmm. I'm going on a date, I'm going on a date, I'm going on a date. Mm -hmm. What a freaking cool thing. And you just say, and imagine you go next level with that and say, hey, will you put daddy's phone over here? I want to be with you. I yeah. want to be with you. What a mm-hmm. cool thing you can and do. And you had an opportunity because there was a moment when we were going to run another session at sauna and, and we asked and you said, I think I'm going to stay right here. Yeah. And you had that her, yeah. op- moment of opportunity to go hang with the boys or hang with your daughter. Right. And yeah. it's those little moments mm-hmm. where, I mean, maybe there wouldn't have been a date had you said, let's just go sit here for 15 yeah. more minutes. So mm-hmm. good on you. If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50.00. Washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 
50 to 80% less than similar brands. Love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince, and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastfam to get free shipping and a 365-day returns. Quince dot com slash Eastfam. You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it. We, um, well, one, you mentioned how honest the young kids can be. Yeah. Daddy, can you put your phone up? Yeah. Um, when we first met, we talked about, like, that honesty and that can- candidness yeah. kind of goes away, especially in, a, like, a marriage relationship where, mm-hmm. hey, Maybe I'm on my phone. Sean's m- most of the time probably not going to say anything. It's yeah. like, you know, she's tired too and mm-hmm. could lead to an argument. Like, let me just, he'll just do his thing. But how many, just thinking about how can you increase the probability that there be a deepened relationship? Yeah. And, and when kids go down and I come downstairs and Sean's on her phone, like, I just put Jet down, and the first thing I think see is Sean on her phone when I walk downstairs. Mm. Then I'm like, okay, well, I'll pull out my phone, and then she puts hers down. She sees my me on my phone, yeah. and then she picks hers back up, and I put mine down, and it's like missed, 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 yeah. missed, missed. And um, I just think like, dang, let's yeah. just, let's increase the probability that I can get to know her better. Right. Uh, we also had the opportunity to speak to the University of Georgia tennis team last week. Mm. Was that this week or last week? Anyway. I don't know. Our life is wild. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was reflecting on just my athletic career and Sean's athletic career. She's a story where a lot of Olympic gymnasts will train 40 hours a week, right? Sean trained 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about my time at Vanderbilt where we, you know, we're on a roll. We were beating UT, Tennessee, all these different teams. 
Um, that's just a little and think subtle of, dig yeah, there. Was, I like that. A, <laughs> that was a real, just a little, just a little shouldn't have worn the Vols shirt yesterday. Where, where we were really good and then contrasting that with where we were really bad. And we were investing the same amount of time hmm. when we were good and when we were bad. But the quality of that time was, mm-hmm. was different, right? Wow. And so one of the things I was just sharing with the University of Georgia team is like, you're going to be there. You're going to be in the facility working out. Uh, you're going to be out on the courts hitting balls. But how intentional and present you are makes all the difference. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and so that's where the it's going to be the same amount of it, it could be the same amount of time that uh, you're spending whatever with your kids. But the quality makes all the difference. Or you could whether it's work if it's working out like we've all been to the gym and yeah. someone walking around on their phone and they're yeah. there for like three hours and it's like I haven't actually seen you <laughs> do any exercise. Yeah. But it's like. It doesn't take any more time to do things excellently, right? Yeah. To to be an excellent father, to be an excellent husband. It can actually take less time mm-hmm. if you're more strategic with it, more intentional with it, mm-hmm. you know? Man, it's so true. You you think about so there there's a study that came out to me that was that was shocking and is from the Gottman Institute and it talked about talked about eighty six percent of couples who were successful, they turn towards their partner's bids for emotional connection eighty six percent of the time. Mm-hmm. When couples who don't make it, who get divorced, turn towards those mm. subtle bids for for connection, thirty three percent of the time. And I think, to your point, to your example, I think we're throwing out subtle bids mm-hmm. all the time. It requires a lot of vulnerability to actually be very direct and say, <clears throat> "I need a date night with mm-hmm. you." You know what I mean? It, it's almost like that's mm-hmm. almost like telling somebody what you want for Christmas instead of them thinking about it on their own. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so we're throwing out these subtle bids for connection, and we're going to miss those again and again and again and again. If we're not paying attention, we're physically unable and emotionally unable to turn towards those things so that our partner's throwing out to us. So an example could be something like Sean is just saying like, God, we, I need to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. That may just mean, Hey, let's go on a date night. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something even more subtle than that. Or it could be for me, I need, you know, to get smacked over the head. It could be very overt. When are you going to take me on a date night? Kristen mm-hmm. could say to me. And so if I'm not, and that would be easy if I'm here, be like, oh, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just easy when you're looking down, you're looking at your phone to miss those things. And so we have to be constantly aware for those things that are so important to us. And you're right, Andrew. I don't care how this impacts, this is maybe a little bit of hyperbole. I don't really care how this impacts somebody's screen time report on Sundays. But what we are looking for are those moments and those spaces. Mm-hmm. Family dinner's got to be sacred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My kids, you know, sleeping at night, they, they don't need to have their phones there. It needs to be an RO. Those sorts of things are very, very sacred, and it's those little things, those little moments that justify the monotony, the minutia, the you know, the tough times when you have that great connection. You have an ice cream date for 30 minutes with Drew, or I talk with my son, we watch Stranger Things for an hour, mm-hmm. or you know, my daughter and I go on a walk, or whatever that is. And it doesn't have to be these crazy, big, ethereal things. It could just be those small, mundane moments. And another thing is you never know when that moment's going to arise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So quality time only comes from quantity time. That's from a friend of ours, Billy Phoenix, who says that. So that quantity time, those moments will open themselves up. We call them these little moments of RO. RO means to notice or to turn towards. And when those moments pop up, you want to be ready for that moment your kids with your spouse um and you just have to be prepped and you just can't be that you can't be there you can't be ready for that when we're staring down at our phones well and i feel like too we live in a world where like modern technology is it's just going it's moving at a very rapid pace Mm -hmm. new things are coming out every day how to like optimize your life and make it better and easier and i feel like the big trend that we've noticed with 
couples and families is they either go one direction. They either go all in technology or they cut every single piece of it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I cannot figure out a healthy boundary yeah. within either. And mm. I don't think we're going to live in a world where all technology goes away. It's yeah. We're just not doing it. And we're also not going to go back to old times where Agreed. we're living, you know. So finding solutions to actually implement boundaries within your life mm-hmm. that allow for quality time again yeah. and that take your kids away from phones and screens and distractions and other people's opinions, I think is really smart and really healthy because people ask us every day, how do you balance work and whatever, your kids? And it's like, we don't know. We're still learning. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different things out there that can consume you. Yeah. I think this is just is just genius. It's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy simple. It like it's it's comical how it is, simple yes. it is. You you want me to put my phone in a box? No. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny too how many people would respond like, "Oh, I don't need to do that." Yeah. It's like, "No, you you do." Yeah. And it's shocking the difference that it makes. But yeah, I just think it's it's one of the first things, it's one of the first solutions I've ever seen that is so simple, it's comical, yeah. but yet needed by so many people in a world that's just moving too fast. I, you know, I want to I, I want to talk to husbands and wives for a second because I completely agree. And it's funny, we started a technology company to solve a technology problem, so we we agree we're not going back to flip phones or a phone yeah. in the wall. Um, but as as I had started this journey, as we had started this journey, I started to feel the tension around you know how I was interacting with my phone, and my wife would always say. Heath, you're here, mm-hmm. but you're not here. Like, you're not in the room with me. You may physically be here, but you're not there. So one night we're out on a date, and this was the aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting at dinner, and normally I'd have my phone up, you know, waiting for the all-important call or email. Sometimes I'd flip it over, but if it's, if it's still there, it, it's, I'm still disengaged. I slid it across the table, and she kind of looked at me like, what are you doing? I said, I want you to put that in your purse. I don't even want to think about it. She kind of sat mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I can assure you it was a very different date night than we normally had. And I say that because there are two articles published in the last two days, one in the New York Times and another in another periodical that talked about intimacy mm-hmm. and the levels of intimacy that couples have when they put their phone away. And more importantly, the lack of intimacy they have. And by intimacy, I mean actual sex, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, we now have studies that say you are going to be less intimate the more you use your phone. And we're talking about phone snubbing and, and having a middleman serving is that, hey, Sean, let's go do this together. Let's both put our phones down as opposed to, Sean, get off your phone, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're, we're all going to, I'd be defensive too if, if my wife Missy said, Heath, get off your phone. But if she said, let's put our phone down together and go do something together. Like, mm-hmm. it's, such, it's such an easy way to diffuse the situation and to not start an argument. And then very quickly, it leads to a conversation or a date night or sitting on the back porch or just something that's way more meaningful than whatever's on the other end of that screen. I feel like you need to dumb down that to just the fellas. Just say, just say it directly to the guys. Just say, just say what you want to say. Here, say it. I can tell you from experience: when you put your phone down, you will have more sex. Absolutely, <laughs> that's great. it. That's it. Ten deal. Well, because think about it. Because because they say that that men men have sex to feel close, women feel close, and then they have, and then they have uh-huh. sex, right? And so it's that. So you're building that intimacy. The goal is not maybe you know for for some this is the goal. The goal is not to go have more sex. The goal is to create more intimacy, mm-hmm. to feel more close. Who doesn't want that? Now we don't want to do 
really in anything. We don't want to do the difficult things that lead to that because it requires sacrifice on our part. But when we grow, it, it, I will tell you that putting my phone down now doesn't feel like a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It feels like it feels like a routine. A routine becomes a habit. And so when you build in those routines for yourself, and, and this is what we're, Sean, to your point a, a few minutes ago, we don't think of this as a boundary or a restriction. We think of it in terms of relationships. Mm -hmm. Over the last 15 years that we've had the iPhone as a society, we've built a, a bad relationship with it mm -hmm. that says it needs to be with us all the time. 91% of people have their phones with them 100% of the time. They don't have to move their feet 24 hours a day, 91%. And so we're, we want to erode that number. We want to bring that number down and get people more comfortable spending just a little bit of time away from it. Because when you change your relationship with your phone, you change your relationship with everyone around you, including yourself. You're able to be a little more self-reflective. You're able to have a little more personal time recharge for yourself, but then be able to give more of yourself to other people. And that's not getting rid of your phone. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's like in Sleeping Beauty. You know, they, they said the young princess would prick her finger on a spinning wheel someday. So what they do, they got rid of all the spinning wheels. They didn't mm -hmm. teach her how to use spinning wheels. So then mm -hmm. she came across one. She pricked her finger immediately because she'd never used one. It's the same thing we do when we completely abstain from technology is we don't teach how to build a proper relationship with this wonderful device, this wonderful thing that adds so many things in our lives. Yeah. But it has the potential to deteriorate the most important things in our relationships. Mm -hmm. Dang, I love it. If I could riff just off a couple of different thoughts. One, you talking about the interaction, the hypothetical interaction with your wife where yeah. you're looking at the phone, she's asking you a question. Like, you know, we've been in this, Sean does speeches for a living. She'll make appearances. It's like, we've studied this. We all know that body language makes a huge difference. Mm. And so if I, if Sean asks me a question and I say, you know, I'm looking at my phone and she's just interacting. I'm missing all these different cues of like what she's communicating. An argument communicated. starts immediately. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Sean, Sean fortunately has very little patience. for. I have very little that. patience for phones. But, uh, oh. but it's like you're communicating more through your body language. And if you're looking at your phone, you're missing someone's body language yeah. that they're communicating, right? Um, also, you know, I, I don't think the right solution is to it, – it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And mm -hmm. I, I think of the phrase like – be in the world but not of it it's like man there's a lot of like man, we need to have mm -hmm. this thing i think to contribute to society and culture like yeah. it's really good to use these things but you don't put your phone you don't have to put your phone down you put your phone down so that you get to do whatever it is so you, you get to be with your kids so that you get to do your workout routine whatever it is. it's like it's unlocking the experience because yeah. you can't do everything through you can't be a dad through here you can't you know do bench press through here which you could use some reps of, <laughs> then, uh, but it's like, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. I also, uh, another thought was just the difference in experiences of going to a movie theater to watch a, a film and Netflix and chilling, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like one is really exciting and you look forward to it. There's anticipation. It can actually like, we're both are watching a screen, but one can foster connection. Like mm -hmm. if Sean and I go watch a movie on date night, we're counting that as quality time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other feels uh, purposeless and like you feel gross after it. There's no, there's no anticipation. You're like, what do we watch next? What do you, what do you want to watch? Oh, nothing. It's like yeah. almost like frustrating and there's no connection. There's no like advancement of the relationship. And I just to speak to the intentionality aspect of like, man, I think in this world, like anything is possible, dude. It's crazy. Like anything is possible and that's beautiful. But I think a lot of people kind of just uh, limit themselves to mm. to like being served 
Instagram pictures or whatever. And it's like, they're not exploring their passions. They're not, yeah. they're not thinking about what they want their life to look like, look like Sean. And I read a book, um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. One of my favorite books. It's so good. So good. And book. the author talks about Sundays being a day. Like what if you could just take one day and do all the things you love about life? Mm-hmm. Kind of was a question that he posed in that. And again, a simple concept, but I read that a couple times and I was like, well, what do, what does Andrew most enjoy about life? So mm-hmm. Sean and I each made a list. We like making fires. We like going on e-bike rides. We like uh, playing Hot Wheels with the kids. It's like she has her stuff. I have my stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we intentionally try to do those things. So it's like really fun to 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 think and create this vision of like, yeah, this is what I want my life to look like. Yeah, yeah. And la- last thought is, um, I'm sorry, I'm riffing. I love, it. I love this. Uh, I was just listening to this interview with a psychologist who was talking about this wild phenomenon that's going on where because of porn and all the stuff that you can get on the internet, there's actually a lower desire to want to have sex with a mm. physical mm-hmm. partner. Like yeah. people are not wanting that as much. Wow. So again, it goes back to anything is possible in life. And if you don't want to interact with another person, you don't have to, you can do, you can do all the physical things you need to buy yourself with this thing. Right. Yeah. But is that the life you want to live? Yeah. And, all these secular studies and, and non-secular like talk about the strongest correlation to living a happy life is connection yes. with other people. So I take a step back like, okay, anything is possible. I could not interact with another human being ever if I wanted to. And I could make a million dollars and be fine and like, you know, have a dope house and all these things. But is that the life I want to live? I want to live a life full of connection, right? Yeah. So anyway. I'm done ranting. Well, well that's it. It, it. It's in our design. I mean, that is yeah. what we're designed for. Justin Whitmill Early's new, new book, Made for People, talks about that. It is in our design. That's how we're designed to interact with people. Again, it, but it requires, it requires, a, it requires things from us that feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that we, especially as of late, we flee discomfort. We flee boredom. We flee monotony. We flee all of those things. Maybe in the same way that you could eat, it would be easy to eat ice cream for dinner every night instead of you know chicken breast and broccoli. But that's and that probably tastes good and it probably is a little bit more, you know, expedient. But it's not the thing that's good for you in the long term. It goes against the design of how your body mm. should work and how your physical body needs to the, the nutrients and things it needs. So I totally agree with you. And we and we all kind of know that, but it's but it's but it does require something of us. It does require some sacrifice on our parts. Justin in his book talks about if you want to, you know, building friendships, especially adult friendships can be hard and it requires you to say something very uncomfortable. Like, Hey, would you like to be friends? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. That feels uncomfortable. I would like to to be. Yeah, Yeah, no. (laughs) And I mean it like, like best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Maybe not yet. <laughs> huh, yeah. No, we, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was kidding. So, like, yeah. Maybe like top five or whatever. Like we can, no, but it, but it requires a little bit of discomfort and all those things, but it, to really tap into our design. And when you do that, though, the world opens up for you. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's totally within our design. And that's the goal. We don't, putting it on your phone is not, mm-hmm. our, our parents didn't have phones. They didn't have phones to put down, but it still required a lot on their part. So it's almost like putting it on your phone is the prerequisite to then going and doing yeah. something mm-hmm. else that's difficult. But it does have really to become a lifestyle. And I think yeah. Yeah. too often you see someone gives up 
social media for Lent, or they go on a week long detox, or they go hike in the mountains, then over the fun they come back and they're they're so rejuvenated, right? Like, oh, it just felt wonderful. Like getting away from technology felt great. The problem is that Monday or Tuesday, they're right back into their normal lifestyle. So really, RO was meant to be something that's sustainable that can become part of your life so that your Sunday goals become your Sunday activities, so that your yeah. family dinners become family yeah. dinners without phones, right? Yeah. So it, so it kind of transcends across transcends your lifestyle. Um, that's our hope. I mean, yes, I, a week-long detox sounds amazing, but at the same time, like that's not the reality for most of us. Most of us have a family and jobs and responsibilities. So this is meant to be just that little thing that helps you keep that habit going. Well, on top of that, I think, I think RO being a lifestyle is an important note because I, whether you, I don't, honestly, I don't care if someone becomes an RO member or not, or subscribes. I really don't care. What I do want is people to embed that, that lifestyle of notice in their lives. If you can do it by putting your phone in your drawer, please do that. If you can do it by having your, by having your kid go hide it from you, it doesn't matter to me. Our goal and our mission is to help people just go experience that life without those interact without those distractions and interruptions. So that lifestyle of notice is really what we're hoping for, whether it's you know with RO or not. Something Andrew and I have talked about a lot lately is discipline and how we all tend to lack it, yeah, but we think we don't. Hmm. I feel like a huge flaw in a lot of people is if you were to ask them, kind of like we talked about. Um, can you go a date without your phone? They're like, yeah, no problem. Can you do that two days in a row? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> can you detox for a week? Sure. But when you're talking about for the rest of your life, mm. can you go five hours a day with it intentionally being somewhere? People don't have that ability. Yeah. yeah. And it takes so much more effort and intentionality and discipline than people realize. I mean, we've talked about it in the sense of like dieting and fads and trends. People are like, oh, I'm going to give up sugar for Lent. Mm -hmm. It's like, great. You're going to feel awesome, and you're going to go straight back to it. <laughs> like, it's, you're, it's not your life. Yeah. And unless you actively practice it, that goes back to the book, Ruthless Elim Elimination of Hurry. It's like, if you don't actively practice it every day and make it a part of your life, it will define your life. Yeah. yeah. And you'll never get away from it. It's not possible. And Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. And, and if you, what will really compound that is if you don't have a conducive environment towards your goals. Yeah. So environment is always stronger than willpower. <laughs> so willpower will lose to environment every single time. So over time, to your point, yeah, I can do it for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. But is your, are you, do you have a bunch of, you're trying to abstain from sugar? Yeah, you can do it for a week. But you get, if you got a bunch of cinnamon toast crunch in the pantry, like you're <laughs> yeah. going gonna to crush some cinnamon toast you're crunch. You're going to have a week point. day and yeah. that turns into a week, week and a week month. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you don't have that environment that's conducive to that, James Clear says in Atomic Habits, he talks about most people think mm -hmm. they're lazy, they just but they just lack a system. Yep. So if you have a clear system for what you want that's, that is set up towards your goals and you have the environment that supports it, then you're much more likely to be successful. Which is why we have a sauna. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, honestly, the... Yeah. 95% of the reason I use a sauna is because you're sitting there face-to-face -face yeah. with quality, intentional time. It's like, all right, well... You know, this is a weird situation. We're going to have yeah. some good conversation yeah. in it. You know? Well, this is a very strange tangent to be going down, but I feel like literally the RO box has been, it just sparks so much conversation. Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to <laughs> sip, how would you rate your hydration style? Um, Interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. 
But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love Liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Um, something Andrew and I started doing over a year ago was we started... Excuse me, sir. My bad. Wow. Um, <laughs> we started noticing that in the phase of life we're in, all of our friends are starting to have kids. And in having kids, they were getting very isolated. Their lifestyles were kind of taking them away from people. They were spending more and more time at home, where in the middle of the night, moms were just spending time on their phones, like all of these things. But they were feeling super isolated and alone. And we were a part of that. And it, we were noticing how easy it is in this phase of life to just lose community completely mm. intentionality, good conversation. You just hibernate at home, especially after COVID. Yeah. So a year ago we do these very, very elaborate meetings once a year where we look at every aspect of our life. We write it down. We see what we want to change. And we like, we write it all out. It's a whole pamphlet. It's like a whole thing. It. Um, and in that we said that we missed our community and we missed our friends. Yeah. I didn't want to text them. I didn't want to call them. I don't want to FaceTime them. I want to be with them. And we started doing weekly game nights. If you guys are here tomorrow, our next one is right. tomorrow. Weekly? I thought it was month- or monthly. Or monthly. Okay, monthly especially. game nights. Weekly would be heavy. Wow. Weekly would be heavy. <laughs> <That'd> be <a laughs> lot. Yeah. No. Um, monthly game nights. So the next one's tomorrow if you guys want to come. Absolutely. Um, but what we do is it's kind of like, there's no written rule of no phones, mm. but it's like the, the atmosphere that we've created, nobody's on their phone. Yeah. yeah. You walk in, there's food, there's drinks, there's board games, and there's just like intentional friends and conversations. Mm. And it has changed, like, I don't want to be dramatic, but it has changed people's lives. Mm-hmm. Wow. They're like, I don't feel alone anymore. Mm. I have community, I have friendships, I have people I can come see in person and face to face and not just be consumed by a TV screen at home. Wow. Which has been really cool. How did you? How did that? Like practically, I don't want to go too wormholey, but because we're going to start, we're 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 starting. We're starting in Knoxville. You have to. Oh, we're going to because of you guys. It's the best. How did you start that? How did you? Did you just say and bring whoever you want? How did that happen? Like practically. So, part of this is going to sound harsh, but a huge belief Andrew and I have is you are. You become. So, like you become like the most people you hang yeah. out. What's the saying? Why can't yeah. I think of the, the, the thing? five people? There we go. Yeah, you become like the five most five so, people you hang around with. Yeah, <laughs> we like we try very hard to make sure that the people we surround ourselves with, especially at game nights, 
because we're introducing new people, are all very high quality individuals mm -hmm. who have good souls and good hearts and everything. So we handpick a lot, but at the beginning of it, we handpicked a group of friends, very smorgasbordish. Mm -hmm. They're not a clique, they're not a team of any kind. <clears throat> but we're like, we love these people. And we said, open door policy. At 6 p.m., our doors open. All food is like, we provide all food, we provide yeah. all drinks and food. And it's just like a come and have fun. And the way we started it was it was the first Friday of every month. And we texted this group and we said, put it on your calendar now. Mm. First Friday of every month at 6 p.m. our door will unlock. And because we trusted this group, we said, if you know anybody who needs this, bring mm. them. Huh. And usually the way it's kind of evolved, we now have like almost close to 60 people who come. It's amazing. So wow. we have like a very large group text and there have been people who have, I say, I hate to say that, unfortunately not been invited back. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, <laughs> if you aren't that good hearted soul individual. Um, if you lose, you're not invited back. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do it. Community is a side effect. I, I'm there to win. <laughs> I know you okay, are. Okay. We're, <laughs> we're very that. protective of, of the community that we build and making sure that it's, yeah. it's people who want the best for each other. So, but it is, it's truly open door. We trust everyone who comes and. To, can I back up a little more yeah. on that? Cause we're also in a phase of life where we have young kids. And mm. so it's so easy to not see anybody. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so a lot of our friends are in the same, uh, phase of life and so we've just said once a month feels like a uh, digestible cadence to, for everyone yeah. to get a babysitter and let's just hang out together and have fun like yeah. we try to make it a really attractive experience for people where it's like we have food there yeah. we have the game and all like that we we kind of do the organization of it so people can just truly we take also a date night themselves almost try mm. to remove any barrier to entry or excuse someone could have to mm. not come yeah. I, I don't have time to make something. I yeah. don't yeah. have whatever it is. We're like, it's all provided. You have yeah. no excuse. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> but also, um, for those who have been listening for a long time, Sean and I, five or six years ago, started coming up with annual goals, which mm -hmm. she was kind of alluding to, mm -hmm. where it was us beginning to like shape a, a vision of like, hey, this this would be really fun. Like, We want to go on a date night once a week. Like, That's a goal, right? And then you start writing these things down. And the first year, our goals were like a total of one page mm -hmm. on like a Google Doc. And then once you have the first iteration down, then you have something to tweak, you have something yeah. to add to, you have something to refer back to and say, actually, once a week for date night was too much for us. Let's like edit that and make it once every other week. But also, I think I would love to do one, one uh, group date mm -hmm. uh, a mm -hmm. month with friends. And so like... You have like a reference point to yeah. be like, oh yeah, I did like that. I didn't like that. Mm. And then so now our goals are like five pages each, where we've yeah. gotten, you know, we've grown this yeah. and we've sharpened our vision and our yeah. and and what has worked, what hasn't. <clears throat> and part of that too is so I mentioned Aro is a box. Aro is a box, but it's also an app, as you've heard. Mm. Uh, having something to measure is great. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like, hey, let's. You know, we could throw out there, I want to have uh, two hours of, of no screen time yeah. a day or whatever it is. It's like, okay, does that work or not? Like, you have to start somewhere, so yeah, put the goal out there. But then RO allows you to actually yeah. measure that. So it's like, yeah. hey, we actually weren't on our phone enough to get all the work done that we wanted yeah. to or needed to. And you have, a, again, a reference point to be like, yeah. actually, yeah, we could tweak that number up or tweak that number down, our RO usage. Um, I'm going to continue to riff here. I just have a, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, the game night... One of the things that shaped that was um, 
we have a friend who's Jewish, has a family Shabbat every Friday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Grandpa, grandparents, it's like four generations of family get together in this house. They've been doing it for years. No one misses. How beautiful is that? Amazing. But one of the things the grandparents do is they buy, uh, they hire a butler to serve food and to clean up the dishes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, really? Like a butler? That seems super fancy and like high end. They're like, well, we're not like eating feasts, but my par- my grandparents wanted to do this so that the focus could be each other and it doesn't have to be the meals. And it's like, again, going back to that intentionality, yeah. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, we're also... And to add to that, so within our goals... Because this was a, a thing that we started planning from year like over a year ago, and it was in our monthly or our yearly goals, we went all the way down to our finances and we said, What can we allot monthly yeah. to game night? Oh wow. I to kind that. of like invest into this that. community. And so we took this butler idea. We don't have a butler. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we have a friend who is a chef. And so with every game night, we put it on his calendar. He supplies food. He helps clean it up. And it's one of those things where, like, especially for all the new moms there, you don't have to worry about your home. You don't have to worry. Nothing. It's all taken care of so you can invest in each other, which has been really cool. I love that. Well, what's cool, it's not as if you began with that. It was was more, let's open up our doors. We'll figure out... like people would yeah. be like, well, I need to have all the stuff. You don't have to highly produce it, right? I mean, yep. it can it will evolve over time, but the key is just beginning, right? Yeah. You mentioned uh, that that awkwardness of like having the intentional conversation, yeah. like let's be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been fortunate to have a lot of mentors who are comfortable being awkward in that realm, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, hey, yeah. where yet? Like, what's your monthly budget? How yeah. or how much money? And it's like really good questions where it's like, <gasps> did you just ask me that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. One of the things uh, this morning I mentioned I have men's group, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a contract in place for the men's group. Everyone signs a contract. Everyone's wives sign a contract. Mm-hmm. This was a concept I got from my mentor who made us do the same thing. And I'll never forget how offended I was when he first pre- he first gave me the contract. It was like, hey, I want to pour into your life. But in order for us to have this type of relationship, mm-hmm. here are the here's what I need from you. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to, you're going to, uh, read the books that I recommend you reading. You're going to show up with moats. You're going to show up on time. You're going to like, your wife's going to be on board. And I was like, mm-hmm. Sean, yeah. how many conversations do we have for like four months we before, before like we, we signed it and I was like, all right, it's a one year thing. Mm. It's once a month. Let's just see how it goes. And if we don't like it, we're not into it. But And then by the end of it, we were all in. I was like, the wow. contract is so genius. Mm. Because otherwise it's so easy to just be, a group of guys who hopes to get together yeah. every Friday night and hopes to have quality time about a, a, a meaningful subject. So it's like, no, yeah. commit to it. And I feel the same way about Aura, where mm. it's like, hey, it's a little like jarring. Well, you want you want me to buy a box yeah. and yeah. and get an app so I can have less screen time? Well, yeah, yeah I do because it's a com- it's a commitment, dude. Yeah. And that's it's it's like. Uh, and I can tell you from experience, everything else does not work. <laughs> yeah, me too and it's, yeah, yeah. it's carrying out like so if if you show up late or uh you don't read the book in our men's group we have a penalty in our iteration where you have to run a mile uh, in under seven minutes and At so like anyway I am, yeah yeah so i unfortunately had to run a mile and i was you know out there trying to set a pr or whatever and i was three laps in and i was about to set a pr and i was like way ahead of my time um and i was like I think, you know, it's hurt. It hurt. The third, fourth lap hurt yeah. physically. And I was, I was going, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm good. I'm on pace to like do this. I, I know I can break it. 
maybe I should just quit because like this is uncomfortable. But I was like, no, it's actually about doing the thing yeah. as opposed to just like no, like to yeah. Sean's point, like oh, I know I could use my not mm. use my phone for a day. Well, no, do it. <laughs> like you yeah. ha- you have to finish the mile and s- and see the time on the clock. There's something tangible that needs to be had yeah. f- as a result of that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Anyway, we we can talk about this afterwards, but. I also went through a mentoring experience just like that. It's probably the same program for a year. Signed the contract with my mm-hmm. wife once a month, three, four hours. And I can, so I, I went through that as a mentee the next year. I led one. And so there were 15 guys across these two groups. You get to a month where you talk about priorities, right? Mm-hmm. Goal planning, all these things. And, and they ask the question, or mentor asked the question, what's the number one thing getting in, a way, getting in the way of your priorities? Every single guy pulled out their phone. Mm-hmm. Every single guy. That was early on when I started thinking about this because I said, aha, these are some of the best of the best in terms of intentionality, and they're still struggling with mm-hmm. it. So I think to your point, like no matter your kid's age, if you are a parent, you're starting to feel some tension around this. If you mm-hmm. are married, you're starting to feel some tension around this. And you probably have tried things. I tried things. <laughs> we all have drawers, baskets, cars. Yeah. Leave the phone anywhere, right? But I wasn't doing it, Yeah. right? And I certainly wasn't getting rewarded or patted on the back for doing it. So I, I do think there's something to your point, like mm-hmm. it's really simple. When I told some, when we tell people we start a business where we ask people to put their phones in a box or like, and people pay for that, yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's a little bit more than that as we discussed, but yeah, there's a real power in putting your phone down and committing to it. Well, the, we're used to, we're used to paying money for things that help us achieve our goals. Mm-hmm. We, you can, you can, and you can burn calories for free. You can do push ups and you can run yet. Everybody belongs to a gym. Mm-hmm. We pay a lot of money for gyms, and you burn calories there too. Why? Because you're removing friction from doing something that's difficult. You have accountability. You have a programming. You have all the different things. You have community, all that stuff. So you're removing friction, and we pay money towards those things. And I think, for, I think we're starting to realize how important this is for us to spend time away from our phones. Mm-hmm. And I think the hard thing for people is to acknowledge that it's hard. Mm-hmm. People, <laughs> I should be able to do this on my own. Absolutely, you should. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. These things are very captivating. They're <laughs> awesome. They're great. But it's really hard. And I think when you acknowledge that, when you acknowledge that and get over the fact that, oh, I should be able to do this on my own, that's okay. So go to whatever length you need to. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Because there's so much at stake in your mm-hmm. marriage. Your marriage depends on it. Mm-hmm. Your kids' futures depend on it. This small, I know I'm being a little dramatic, but this small act of putting down our phones, it depends on that. What's at stake is if we don't do something here, our kids will be the first generation of kids who will die with more of other people's memories on Instagram and, and TikTok than memories they create on their own. Mm-hmm. So we got to do something. We have to, for their futures, we have to go to whatever lengths we need mm-hmm. to, to make sure they're valuable. Teenage unhappiness is at an all-time high right now. And I believe in part it's because... 15-year-olds have grown up with kids who have looked at screens instead of their eyes. Mm -hmm. So that's what's at stake. And what's Mm -hmm. at stake in your marriage is literally the future of your marriage. If 86% of successful couples turn towards their partner's bids for emotional connection, I need to be in that 86%. I need to remove whatever it takes for me to be able to turn physically and emotionally towards my my wife's Mm -hmm. needs. But it's really hard. So whether it's and when I say go to whatever links, I'm not saying, hey, go to this website and join Aro. I'm not saying that. I'm saying do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. If it's just the awareness, yeah, I should put it in a drawer. Go put it in a freaking drawer tonight 
And that's what's most cool here. The coolest thing we have here is everybody listening can do this today. Mm -hmm. Go hand it to your wife mm -hmm. and say, I want to be fully present with you. Make a production of it. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be a little bit cheesy with it. And yeah. say, and, and when that when your daughter says, when my 13-year-old daughter Gianna comes up and Dad, can I talk to you? Yes, but first, I got to put this away because I want to be fully focused mm. on you. Make a big deal about it. It's really, really important to do those things. So I think whatever lengths you need to go to, you need to go to those lengths because your your kids' futures, your marriage, yourself personally, it all depends on your, and I know it sounds crazy, on your relationship with your mm -hmm. phone. I don't think it's being dramatic at all. And, and may I add that, like, you know, maybe someone's listening that's not married. It's like, you finding a spouse, if that's what you want, or you finding someone to be in a relationship with depends on you doing that's this. So it's right. like mm -hmm. we, we know someone who want, really wants to be married mm -hmm. and they're on their phone the whole time. They're, mm -hmm. they're like on dates, they're on their phone. Yeah. They're on their phone when they're at home. Mm -hmm. They're not that interesting. It's like, hey, put that thing down. Yeah. yeah. Go explore your passions. Go be in that conversation, be in that date, no matter how, you know, maybe maybe you know two seconds into the date, they're not the yeah. one, fine. Enjoy yeah. that interaction anyway and then yeah. move on to the next one. But yeah. now you know, again, you have a reference point. And I'll also add, like, I think your purpose depends on it. Like, yeah. you're, you got to go out there and engage with the world, man. And I would love for you, Heath, if you could share a little bit about your background entrepreneurially because yeah. I think, like, your story also lends itself to what does it take to – to be excellent and to, to like be successful. It's like, well, you know, I'm sure there was phone usage in there, but also a lot of presence. Yeah. So mm -hmm. could you share about your background? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, I guess, young and dumb and kind of fell into being an entrepreneur at age 25, 26. And I was looking at Vanderbilt for graduate school. And I said, I'm either going to go to school or I'm going to start a business. And I met a couple guys and we said, let's just try it and see what happens. And, and fortunately we, 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 we lucked out and, and created something with a lot of value, but it definitely took a lot of commitment and discipline. Uh, it, at the same time, I was doing um, long-distance triathlons as well, which also took a lot of time and discipline. And yeah. I was thinking when you said earlier, like, I remember one year training 15, 20 hours a week, the next year training six hours a week, and my time was exactly the mm -hmm. same. Yeah. It was just better, smarter, right? Yeah. My marriage was a lot better, too, when I was training less. <laughs> as a side note, anyone thinking about doing that? Um, <laughs> but I will tell you... Yes, intentionality was part of it, but the truth is I was more intentional about the business than I was my family. Mm. So a lot of what Aro is built is built upon my failures. I mean, I my kids will be the first to tell you, and I can tell you, <laughs> I told this story a couple of days on, on stage and the whole audience gasped, but when my son was in fifth grade, he brought home a school project, and on that it said, I want to give my dad this gift for Christmas. Mm. He wrote down family time mm. as a fifth grader. Mm -hmm. So you start like internalizing those things like we talk about them noticing they mm. notice at a very yeah. very young age mm. what did that really mean that meant that i was out of town a lot that meant even when i was home i wasn't there right mm -hmm. emotionally i wasn't there to go play catch i remember one day waking up thinking i have never thrown a baseball with my kids mm. now we don't play baseball but still like that seems mm -hmm. like sometimes you probably do <laughs> um so a lot of this was saying, hey, I'm going to, because I've experienced this and I don't want others to experience it, I don't want dads to tell the same stories that I tell, like, we're going to fix this. And we're going we're gonna to help young families like yours and others. Like, we're going we're gonna to put you on a different trajectory. The good news is my kids, my kids love RO. They're using it now. I think they're on a good path. But, man, I had a decision to make. Mm -hmm. I had a choice to make to say, like, are you going to continue down this path? And, and in some ways, like, further isolate yourself, be known as being an entrepreneur, and not as a husband and a father. 
that was a big choice, right? Because you can get your identity wrapped up in whatever it is you're good at, whether it's athletics or business or somewhere in between. And I had been moving on that path. And I just finally woke up one day and I had a mentor. That's actually when I went through that mentoring experience, Mm -hmm. that was a change for me. It broke me down and said, hey, man, you're not living the way you need to live. Like you, you, yes, you're successful one area of life, but you're giving Mm -hmm. it up and you're sacrificing everything else. But the great thing about my story is I went through those experiences. We're turning it into something positive. And he gave me a foundation for understanding how to start a business, you know, the, the principles along with that. And when we started RO, we sat down with our team and we said, Hey guys, we're doing this differently. Yeah. Like we're starting a business that says we're going to value family. We're going to value family time. We're going to value being intentional. That means we have to show that we have to demonstrate that as an organization. So think twice when you send a Slack update or an email at 11 PM, mm-hmm. right. Or you're working on a Saturday, you know, or when someone says, Hey, I need to, I want to go do something with, mm-hmm. with my kid or go to, leave early for a soccer game. Like, that's what we want people to do, right? Mm. And and we'll sacrifice maybe a little business growth for that, but that's okay, right? Well, so, I'll say also, Heath's wife, Misty, this is one, this is probably a year ago or so, they were on vacation, and I was texting Heath. She texts me. She goes, we're on vacation. You need to stop texting Heath about work. <laughs> it's great. So we've invited all yeah. the families into it as well. Yeah. They have full yeah. license to say, hey, listen, you're not you're not practicing what you're preaching. You're not living it out. One thing I love about Heath's story that, that you say often is that you could have, what is it, you – you could have traveled, you know, eighty percent less and still sold the business for the same amount mm-hmm. you did. Yeah. We put too much value on ourselves mm-hmm. sometimes. We, Andy mm-hmm. Stanley says our only unique job is that as a parent. That's mm-hmm. it. That's that's our and as a spouse, like that's our unique job. Yeah. We're replaceable in every other area of life. Mm-hmm. And I think what's fun, um, and this wow. is a little bit humbling, but when you put your phone down, you realize you're not that important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really do. Like, it's not that important. You're not that important. I don't mean you specifically, Andrew, but like, I'm not that important, right? Like, who cares? Like, and you start to condition people Mm -hmm. like, oh, Heath probably has his phone in the box. He's not going to reply for a while. As opposed to them thinking they, you know, Mm -hmm. deserve or expect a a reply within seconds. So even, even just that simple change can change how much interactivity you have on the other side of your screen, right? Because too many of us are conditioned and in in turn, the other folks are conditioned for that immediate response. Joe was out on a walk one day and his... Kristen came looking for him because he hadn't responded for 45 minutes, right? Yeah. I thought I was in a Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I love the story of his wife texting you, Joey, and saying, yeah. stop texting. It's like there's three couples we have like that relationship with mm-hmm. where it can be like super direct. And it's like, man, the, re- the way you have that relationship at, yeah. as couples is like by being intentional. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, man, I want that. I, I love those relationships that we have yeah. that are similar to that. But it's like, that that's over years of yes. building this habit. Oh man, that's really good. I also, I mean, there's there's so many podcasts out there of like how to build and sell a business. Yeah. Heath, you've done it. A lot of podcasts about you know how to biohack yourself and jump in the <laughs> sauna and do the ice bath and do the entrepreneur thing or like sports shows, whatever. What I love about this show and this audience is like I think it, it really is. People who aspire to put family in that top spot. It's like, man, yeah, yeah I want to be a better dad than I, I, I want to make a million dollars. You know, mm-hmm. I want that. I want to be a better dad more than that. Um, and I think, you know, your story, your story are yeah. both testament of like walking away from these careers that you initially sought out to mm-hmm. find fulfillment in or like excitement or whatever. 
and then realizing, oh man, no, 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 this is the good stuff. Like when I'm in the yeah. playroom mm. with my kid, when they're two, that's the good stuff. You know, it's not like the the check hitting the account. Freaking dang, no, yeah. don't miss it. it. I interrupted you. It it's it is the good stuff. It, it's it's so right. I get choked up hearing you say that. It's just again this picture of Drew, your three year old daughter, jumping up and down saying, "I'm going mm-hmm. on a date with Daddy." Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, that's the good stuff. Mm. That that's 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 better than anything. It is. We're trying. Yeah. I think that's why we love you guys so much. We love what you created. And I'm just sat here thinking, like, I pray everyone listening doesn't think this is an hour-long ad. It's, it's not. not. <laughs> uh, that's why we love the product so much is we love the mission behind it. Yeah. We love why you created this. It's what we stand for. It's why we created Family Made. Yeah. It was just trying to build intentionality. Yeah. And just thank you guys for it. Well, one thing I want to add on is for people listening is about the two of you and you two, everybody listening are the real, real, real deal. I mean, the, the, the authenticity and the genuineness that you hear when you hear them speak is real. I mean, you go to dinner with them, they're asking the, the, the server's name, say, what, you know, what's your name? Just like that personalization and social and kind and everything you hope Sean and Andrew are, they are exactly that. And well, so it's yeah. it really, I think it's important for people to hear that because they, they probably see a persona and don't know what the reality is. The persona is the reality. You guys Thank are you. the real deal. You are wonderful parents. You have a great marriage. You're so intentional. Um, so I appreciate the, the message you're continuing to speak out to people. It's encouraging and stuff people can act on now. So, well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, James Clear's book, The Atomic Habits, he talks about you're not fit when you finally hit your like weight goal or like lose X amount of pounds. It's like you're fit when you decide that you want to make the change. Mm-hmm. So for those listening that have tried different methods of unprisoning yourself from your device, yeah. uh, we'll link Joe and Heath's product, RO, uh, down below. Look into it. I mean, why not? Yeah. This is uh this could potentially unlock a lot of life for you. So uh check it out. We're happy to answer any more questions, but I love I mean you guys are kind of experts in this in this world and have heard so many stories as a result yeah. of your product and have put a lot of thought into this. And um, you know, we were discussing a little last night, it's like maybe some people do admire Sean and I and Gosh, if there's anything they do admire, it's only because we've been intentional with it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can't can't be that way while you're on your phone. So yeah. I'm super appreciative to know you guys. Same I'm excited bro. to uh, make the top five best friends list yeah, at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, on there. <laughs> no, best friends. Top no. four. <laughs> yeah, we can. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We <laughs> have to bump somebody. Yeah. I appreciate you guys coming to, to Nashville, coming to town. Um, you're a good time and great great mission here. Thanks, well, we appreciate it. Um, I'll give one last thing, and this this is just directly to the fellows listening, just to the guys. And we've found that moms are leading the way here. And the one reason, if someone returns, we have very few returns, but the ones we do, it's normally because they say my husband wouldn't get on board. So I would love for the guys listening to lead the, lead the charge here, mm-hmm. to be responsive when your wife initiates but maybe even get ahead of it and initiate yourself. When your wife brings something like this, whether it's RO or saying you're on your phone too much, there's a subtle, mm-hmm. the subtle bid for, for connection. When they say something like that, listen to that, lean into that and say, you're right and respond, mm. hand her your phone. Mm. Again, like you said, this is not an ad for RO. It's really not. It, it's, it's, 
that's the least of my concern. It's really for someone to live that lifestyle. But I, I just would would scream to the fellas here. Sometimes we need our shoulders shaking a little bit yeah. and let this be your shoulder shake mm-hmm. and listen and engage with your kids and take the lead on that and don't wait for your wife to lead for you. And that's wonderful if they do. That's, that's why our wives are great. But respond to her initiation and get ahead of it and initiate yourself for that connection. They're crying out for connection with us. People are begging for someone to step up yes. and, and mm-hmm. be a leader. Yep. And it's like, man, so have that awkward conversation yep. and organize a game night. Have that awkward conversation yep. with your wife about buying an RO or, or whatever you're looking at. It's like, but step up and be the leader because yep. I guarantee you there will be an excitement when you say, this is the direction I want to go in um, and people see the, the value and the mission in that. So, yeah. Anyway, that's all we got. Heath, Joey, what a pleasure. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you.